I'm Shannon. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to Black Tivities, a celebration of all things Black. Black culture, Black history, Black perspectives, and Black panache. Celebrating our Blackness doesn't mean exclusion. Everybody's invited, but you got to come in and have a seat. So let, let the Black Tivities begin. Hey, my people. We're back with part two of our Black Health episode with Bella and IB of the Fitted Network of Wellness and Black Fit Love. We're talking about issues and myths that affect our community in particular because we have a special history when it comes to our health and wellness. If you haven't checked out episode one, press pause, go listen, and then come back to this one. But if you have listened to part one last week, We are picking up right where we left off, talking about common myths about health in the Black community. So, Bella, what's another Black health myth that you feel is prevalent in our community? I think another myth is that you can't eat food that you like to eat. Like, you gotta, you can't have greens, you can't have tacos, you can't have wings, you can't have all those you know, black favorites anymore. And it's not true because we eat all of those things. And a lot of times people be asking us that like really, really uptight. Like when we come over, it's like, well, I don't know what you eat. What What do you mean? I don't know if y'all gonna like this, but I got some, I'm like, we eat, we just eat other stuff too. So you can, you can eat what you love to eat and still lose weight. You can still be healthy. You just don't have to eat as much of it. Moderation. The way to look at it is this. You can eat. There are just certain universal principles that we decide to ignore that were bestowed upon us by the most high that we should abide by that we neglect. So therefore, we suffer the consequences for them. So as a black community, I have to say this all the time, you know, because sometimes with social media, people try to come at me and things like that. It's cool. But that doesn't that's ego. That's ego. And I uh, 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 being naive to think that you can go against the universal laws of science that were created by the most high. That says that energy cannot be created or destroyed. And if you take in too much energy, you will gain weight. We are naive and our ego won't allow us to hone in on the fact that there are consequences that come with that. You get what I'm saying? So it's not about you not being able to enjoy food because in the same breath, food was created for you to eat. We need food. It's the abuse of it. That's what it is. It's the abuse. A food is not innately dangerous. It's not innately bad for us. It's the abuse of it that serves consequences that we are suffering from. I know one of the things that is difficult for me because... Growing up, we always had to clean our plates mm-hmm. and it was not a good thing to waste food. Like, and I feel like that comes from a certain trauma, like because black folks didn't have a lot mm-hmm. back then. And so you had to be grateful that you had the food you had. But every time I get full, And I'm looking at my plate and I still have food left on it. I feel like I have to eat Mm -mm. this. Like I can't waste Mm -mm. waste it. And I I, I changed that about myself. Even now, it's like, I mean, I can't eat as much as I used to. um, But 
even now, as soon as I feel like I'm getting full, that's it. I push the plate away. I have a hard time sitting at the dinner table with my kids because I always finish first because I get full. So I'm just sitting there just watching them eat. But I totally agree with you when it comes to the finish your plate because I grew up with that. You need to finish that plate. You can't get up from the table until you eat all that food. And then mm-hmm. I got picked off for being chunky. So Yep, that's a that's a great point, Shannon. But that that definitely we talk about that in our um community as well, as being like a culprit to again, it's not the idea that we are genetically uh predisposed to being overweight. It's things like that that were programmed into our mind that we feel like um, in the black community isn't harmful, but it is because if you were taught that at seven and especially if you were reprimanded, meaning like there was a consequence that came along with it, like, okay, you can't get up or you'll be, you'll be up all night. We won't allow you to go to sleep. And then the most dangerous cases, like you'll be physically, you know, uh, you know, you'll be spanked. Hell, we're going to call it what it is. You get your ass whooped if you don't mm-hmm. finish your food. As a seven-year-old, now you carry that along with you as a 17-year-old, 27-year-old, and 47-year-old because, again, it's trauma. It's trauma that you carry with you. So now you pass that on to the next generation. Like, hell, I couldn't move until I finished my food, so you got to do the same thing. I try not to make my kids do it, but I find myself, like, eating their leftovers because (laughs) I can't. Can't waste it. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of yeah, tweaked yeah. it a little bit. For me, it's like when they eat, I'll say, y'all eat y'all veggies first because I know how vegetables is very important. So I was like, you, you, you eat all them veggies. I don't care about the other stuff. You be need to eat the vegetables first. So it's weird now, but when they eat, because I, I do this, I do eat my vegetables first, but they, they would go ahead and take down their vegetables first and then finish with the other stuff. So. That way, if they are finished, they don't got they, you know, the vegetables has the nutrients and the vitamins and all of that. So at least they getting that in there. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a way that I kind of altered it a little bit. I think the other myth is that, uh, quote unquote, healthy food don't taste good. Oh, yeah, I had to <laughs> I had to learn that real quick, like with Brussels sprouts. And bro, I, let me tell you, growing up, I don't know if I just had. So whoever I had got it from when I was younger, it was just disgusting to me. But as an adult, I would kill for some Brussels sprouts. My 70-year-old, like she makes the best saute. It's like a garlic maple butter sauce that she put on. It is bomb. But yeah, I, I, I would do vegetables, anything, anything. I love Brussels sprouts too. Yeah, see, that's an accountability thing. That just means that that's people that just not trying to admit that they can't cook. Legit, legit, just call the thing. Hey, you just can't cook. Hey, look. <laughs> we we he gonna call it, it what it is. He said it. We, we like accountability here. Like instead of blaming mm-hmm. it on the healthy food don't taste good, you need to take a look at, at in the mirror and you just can't cook. You just ain't honed in. The I feel called out, IB. <laughs> you said hey. what now? I said I feel called out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another thing too, I found weird is um, after my divorce, I was going on dates and I was encountering men that don't eat vegetables. There was a man went on a date and he he said that he don't like he don't eat vegetables like that. So when we went on a date, he ordered like a steak and double mashed potatoes for his sides, and I was so turned off and disgusted. I was like. So when do you eat vegetables? And he was like, nah, I mean, not really. He like, I might eat greens, you know, around like Thanksgiving or the holidays. But I, and I'm just sitting here like, what is going on in his body? 
So like with people that don't eat vegetables, like how are they still functioning? Well, you well, here's the thing. You just this is why we're so adamant that lifestyle, we don't allow anybody to blame genetics for where they are. Lifestyle, when you start answering questions like that or asking them in your mind, you start realizing why we are in the state that we are in. It is mm. it's not it's less genetics and it is literally what we are we encounter. That's not new to us. You know what I'm saying? Like we encounter people every day, just like these gentlemen that you talk about that you go out with. So we'll actually say- Oh, hold on, wait a minute. Don't say it like that because it makes me like I'm out here just like, hold on, slow down. <laughs> now, <laughs> I ain't say you was out there Okay. Like that. I just had to put that out there first. No. Hey, listen, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with a little date? Yeah, but, bruh, come on. Now, if <laughs> Mallory, if she came and she was just like, you know what? I'm just going to eat this chicken and this potato salad and that's it. You so you gonna look at her side. You gonna look at your wife sideways, right? Like hold on, like oh well, look that that's how I choose. So so I'm gonna keep it a book. I choose like oh, that. Okay. I mean, so okay. that's why we are a match made in heaven because yeah, you know I mean I choose like that. I'm not choosing anybody to mother my children that that don't value vegetables and fruits. Right. I, I'm not. I ain't moving like right. that. Right. You know what I'm right. Right. So all right. So bet. And that's dating advice for anybody listening. Like you gotta you signing the contract with someone when you get in a relationship. So if you if you choose someone that is completely opposite of what you value, don't just think that you're going to be able to change them. You got to realize you signing a contract with that person. That's going to affect every part of your relationship moving forward, even to when you have kids, because y'all mm-hmm. are going to be in about with that. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's perfect. That's and with the dating. This is something that you should be asking in the beginning or paying attention to or observing in the beginning because that is a very valid point that you just made. Like you saw in a life with somebody, like you got y'all gotta be on the same page. Yeah, and you can't expect them to change. So we have right. a lot of couples where they're like, they wanna do this change or they wanna be a part of our, our community and they're kind of upset that their partner doesn't see the value in it or mm-hmm. doesn't want to do it with them or you know what I mean? Like you guys have been together for 20 years and now you just decided you want to go down this road. But when you met him, y'all was sharing ramen. You're right. Mm, not ramen. <laughs> so you giving women permission to take out that checklist and add something. Men supposed to have a checklist too. Yeah. Yep. And that's, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> but it even goes it? down to this. People don't realize that a lot of people come to us because they can't have kids. It's gotten so bad that their lifestyle is making them infertile. So you got our black men and our black women not able to produce. Now you trying to get shots and take these pills for hormones and all this kind of stuff because your body is so confused that it doesn't produce healthy sperm and your womb now has fibroids and all kind of stuff now. Mm -hmm. And it's just from the lifestyle. So when you're choosing somebody, I know it seems like it's not important. Like, is he going to pay for this? Does he have this check? But in a big, in a deeper scheme, this is like your children, your children's children, how you guys feel about each other, even intimacy. I know Mm -hmm. you guys know as women, I'll be feeling some type of way and it's not IB's fault. When it's time to to do the do or it's time to get connected or have some time together, if I'm feeling some type of way about my body, I don't want you to touch it. True. I don't want you to see it. And now it's affecting the relationship. Now he thinks you don't want him or 
you he think it's a problem and, and it's mainly just you feeling some type of way about yourself. It happens. Because mm-hmm. I was at my best, baby, when I was like minimum fupa. <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> but I had to embrace fupa again. And it's just, this is temporary. But I totally agree with you, though. Um, The image, your body image, like it, it is, it, it does take a toll on you. It'd be yourself internally feeling a certain type of way. And it doesn't necessarily be like your partner could be totally okay with it. But just because you feel that way, it gives off mixed messages, mixed signals. And um, and re- really quick before we move forward, because you made that point, I also want to just bring up like the idea and hear me clearly when I say idea, because this, this really doesn't exist in reality. It's just an idea. Some people may disagree, but this is my take on it. the idea of body shaming. Like, just what you said, like you can you can attest to the fact that really it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It's how you feel about yourself. So nobody can body shame you unless you already are body shaming yourself. yourself right? So it's yeah. an idea. So if it bothers you, it's because it's validation of how you already feel. You know what I'm saying? So this idea where people are making you feel some type of way, nobody can make you feel any type of way that you don't already feel about yourself. That's why you can talk mm-hmm. about the quote unquote ugliest guy in the room. Right. But he still in his mind, he the coldest in the room. He'll walk up to any woman. He'll ask any woman out on a date. It don't care how ugly you think he is. He feels great about himself. So it doesn't what's matter what you score? say. You talking about Next. the ugliest guy. What's his credit score? <laughs> <laughs> right. We adults. We adults. I don't care what you look like, like. What your finances looking like? Eight hundred. <laughs> there we go. See, it, it, that, that don't matter. His confidence. He know what he got going on. It don't matter. So, right, yeah, right. I, I feel you. What Jay Z say? Which one? Because he don't say it a lot. He a billionaire. He look good. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Baby, it's Jay Z. Come on now, B. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, B. Hey, listen, you can't tell Jay nothing no more. Right. Jay said, not only am I being there, I produced three of them. <laughs> I produced I produce two of them plus, plus that was one. That was the coldest by, by line. Yes. Right. That was that was the coldest line. And, and Brian the Rock Boy, so that's four technically. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, let's transition into a little black activity. Normally, Lisa and I run the black activity, but today we're going to let our guests run the black activity. They're going to ask us some questions and we're going to do our best to answer those questions based on the knowledge that we have. I'm finna get all these wrong. But y'all go ahead. <laughs> y'all ready? Yep. Yep. All right. Um, I, I'm gonna go with what I what I call uh, f- fat stats. All right. So these are some uh-huh. things that I call them the fat stats. All right. So um, let's start with what percentage of the African uh, American community is clinically obese? What percentage? of the African-American community is clinically obese. I didn't say overweight. I said clinically obese. See, even even though some people do be in shape, like you see like on social media, you see the little charts or whatever and be like, it'll tell you obese, but then it'll be like, because of your height, 
you know what I'm saying? Your weight, it'll say you're obese, but when you look at the person, they don't look like they fat at all. So I'm going to say this is going to be a high percentage. I'm going to say like a 75 or 76% type thing. I'm going to up that and say 85. Mm. Ooh, Lord. See y'all. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that that that's pretty that's pretty high. The the, the um, right answer is high, but that's that's way that's way too high. So really? first of all, I'll explain clinically obese. Clinically obese is a hundred pounds over the ideal weight. Oh, okay. All right, so forty. Okay. okay. All right, so forty eight percent of the African community American community is clinically obese, which means pretty mm-hmm. much one out of every two African Americans you see is a hundred pounds. Over the ideal weight. Now, as far as 70% um, around what you guys said, 70% is seven out of 10 people are overweight. Mm -hmm. All right. So seven out of 10 people are overweight. So 70% of the population is overweight, but 48% is clinically obese, which is a hundred pounds over um, the ideal weight. Mm. Yeah. 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 All right. We have um, the only thing that will ever matter in your life. If you keep these seven things straight in your life and how you live, then you're going to be all right. Not only are you going to lose weight, but you're going to be healthy and you're going to be able to keep it off forever. No matter what happens, I'm talking bachelor parties, weddings, cookouts, all of the holidays every month, you're going to be straight. What are these seven things? Can y'all guess the seven? These are called the seven laws of weight loss. Now, Shannon, we put you on the spot. Yeah. All right. Um, so what are the seven laws of weight loss? Let me let me do one. Um, staying hydrated. Okay. Yeah, that's one. Drink lots of water. That is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was my rule. When I lost weight, I was like, okay, I got to drink water. Drinking water, it was like the main thing. So staying hydrated. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's one. one. All right. Go ahead, Lisa. I do their program, so I'm going to let you shoot your you, shot oh, that's first. Cheating. I, okay, I'll just go with me. Staying hydrated, exercising. Yes, move mm-hmm. move often. So exercise is a form of physical activity. All right, so you don't have to exercise, but you do need to move. Just so move we'll put that in the category. Often. So move often. Just get up and move. Okay, um, basic stuff. Um Sleeping, getting a good night of sleep. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. So sleep more. Okay. Eating right. So eating healthy. What does that mean? Right. What does that mean? Try to be a little bit more specific. Um. You said one earlier. What, eating like the calories, the calorie intake and all of that? Like just there being more yep. aware of what you're eating? Not too much. So not too much. So the calories. So not not too much. Okay. You said uh, another one earlier on where you were talking about your your, kids. your, your, your d- dating and your kids. I don't know. Just tell me, what did I say? I forgot. Eating vegetables. <laughs> oh, eating vegetables. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Okay. Fruits. Yeah. fruits and vegetables. Prioritize fruits and vegetables. Yes. Yep. Okay. We got two more. All right, what's up? You doing well, two girl? More? I don't know. Like what what else besides okay, eating healthy, sleeping, drinking water, exercising, fruits and some I'll vegetables. Go out a hint. You actually in what? the beginning you talked about it with mental health. What is a way that we can cope with mental health? Way of coping is facing it straight on. Like reducing stress. Stressed? Stress. Yeah. Okay. Stress less. Right. Stress less. Stress less. Okay. 
All right, and what's the last one? Y'all can give me yeah, this. Yeah, one more. We'll just give you this one because this one yeah. is not is sometimes not obvious to the public. But eat real food. All right. Okay. And eating real food is just eating food as nature intended. You know, we have a lot of processed foods like donuts, cookies, and candy. This is what majority of people are eating on a day-to-day basis. So eating real food as nature intended. Um, that's the seventh one. So Man, y'all, y'all got a uh, yeah, the sound, good. the clap sound, or something. That was <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's dope. But those are the only seven things that matter. And then our program, those seven laws of weight loss, will take you all the way to wherever you want to go. At the basis of everything, if you keep those, you're gonna be all right. And we'll say it one more time for you guys that want to write that down. The seven laws of weight loss, and really the seven laws of health are: eat real food, not too much mostly fruits and vegetables, drink lots of water, move often, stress less, and sleep more. I could probably do like four of them, five, four. <laughs> <laughs> it's levels to it. Yeah. It's levels yeah. to it. I, I got to work my way up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Y'all got any more? Let's see. Oh, did, I, I want to do this one because um, she talked about it with the vegetables. What percentage of the population gets in the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables daily what's the percentage what percentage of the population eats the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables daily it's gonna be low because of all the junk food and stuff they have i feel like it is gonna be low so can i say like 35 percent? that's around what i was thinking too yeah 35 38 percent man it's so sad no because 30 is definitely low 10 percent Oh, wow. One out of 10 people get the daily recommended amount of fruit and vegetable intake. Now, here's the here's the sad part. It's not like the recommended amount is like, um, you know, uh, 17 pounds of salad a day. It's only three to four servings of fruit and vegetable a day. That's one banana, one apple and a cup of spinach. And only one out of 10 people. You know what I found, though? When I was eating healthy, though, they the meal plans and the things that I was on, I felt like I was eating constantly. Like, I really felt like with all the things that you're supposed to eat, you're eating constantly. So, it, yeah, it leaves no room for you being hungry. But I really felt like I was eating a lot with the servings and the things that I was trying to get in in a day on top of water. Yeah. And that's that's the other misconception is that people be thinking that you can't eat. Like, no, you be eating. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. We just eat the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. So you can eat a lot. I think it's just really thinking about what can I eat versus what I can't. You can eat a lot of fruit and vegetables and the calories don't add up like the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's called, so that's called ca- caloric density. Uh, fruits and vegetables have a low caloric density, which means that you can eat more of them with a low cost, with a low calorie cost. So that's why you felt like that, because you can eat more food at a low caloric cost. So basically, mm-hmm. if everybody just throws the fruit and vegetable intake into a smoothie that they eat for breakfast, then we'll satisfy that requirement every day. Oh, done. Done. Absolutely. Ooh. That's one of our gems right there. Shannon, I put y'all on game on one of our gems Ooh. right there. You can you can seize the moment and you can take advantage. And in one smoothie a day, 
one smoothie a day keeps the fat away. All right. So you put your three to four servings of fruits and vegetables in the smoothie, blend it up, and that takes care of that. And we got some people that haven't pooped in a week. So. Are they frozen? No, that's our face. No, nah, <laughs> this is my face. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. the thing about mm-hmm. not eating your fruits and vegetables is that you're not going to go. That makes my stomach hurt thinking about it. Question, though. This is a question. So for a while there, when I was making smoothies on a regular basis, I mean, obviously, yes, it's, be- it's best to use fresh fruits and vegetables when you're doing that. But how do y'all feel about buying the frozen fruits? And using those when you're making your smoothies. Ding, ding, ding. We buy frozen fruit every week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's not really a big, it's it's okay. You're getting the same nutrients and all of that from it. Yep. Yeah. As long as it says, because being that it's a packaged food, when you look on it, again, if you have mangoes and you're buying frozen mangoes and on the ingredient list, if it doesn't just say mangoes and they have like a, a absorbic acid to preserve it. Now that's where you're because there's a that's an additive and, pres- and preservative, mm-hmm. but it, but as long as it's just frozen mangoes and that's what the ingredients say, then then you're good to go. So thank you guys for again joining us and providing information that is very vital to African Americans and understanding um, Black health and the importance of being healthy. I also want to thank the listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Black Activity Podcast. Remember, if you um, have any information, insight, anything you want to share with us, please join us on our Instagram page at Black Activities Pod. Uh, we'd be more than happy to go back and forth with you. And then especially if you want to be featured, if you would like to be featured, just hit us up. Yes. And go follow Bella and I be on social media as well. There are direct links to their profiles as well as information about how you can support what we're doing in the show notes. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. But until then, kings and queens keep doing big things.